guys, welcome to Dance Matters Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Crystallized Costumes, the place for all your costume needs and adrenaline dance competitions. Dance Matters Podcast is designed to celebrate all things dance and the performing arts industry. The place to be inspired, motivated and educated. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. Today's guest, Lily Jackson, might best be known to you as Lily J. She is a young up-and-coming dancer who is looking to make her mark on the performing arts industry. Lily grew up focusing on her training, dedicating herself to learning her craft rather than choosing to compete frequently. She credits her training at Newtown Performing Arts High School and Brent Street for really developing her talent. Lily recently completed her full-time training at Brent Street and she is now working on finding opportunities to showcase her talent. You can find Lily in a range of Paris Kavanagh tutorials and she most recently worked with the icon herself on her Dream Dance Company show. Lily is looking forward to travelling with the Dream Dance Company and bringing Icon to the rest of Australia. The pursuit of a career in dance is not without its challenges though. Lily has been faced with moments where she's questioned her identity and her ability. But before we delve into the challenges, let's take it back to two-year-old hyperactive Lily who followed her older sisters into the dance studio. My sisters were dancing, so my parents just put me in, and I was a very hyperactive kid, so they needed somewhere for my energy to be consumed, I guess. But what inspired me to keep going would be the movies You Got Served and the Step Up series. Those movies, the best. And how old were you when you first got put into lessons? Oh, I was two when I went to physical culture was my first dance lesson. And what was your training like growing up? Did you do all styles? Yes. After I did fizzy, I went into dance straight away and I did all styles. And I wanted to do more, but there weren't enough days in the week. But I also did, yeah, physical culture and then little athletics. I don't know if that helped my training, but yeah, I did that for a few years and I loved that. So yeah. And were you competing in solos, troops, all of that? I did compete in a lot of troops with my two previous dance schools, Sepsi Stardom and Complete Dance Training, and then competed in troops with Brent Street. But I never really did the solo comp world. I did one solo, but never continued on. (laughs) I love hearing that. That's interesting. So doing solos is not a necessity to become a professional dancer. You didn't do them. No, I didn't. My parents couldn't really afford it, but <laughs> but it was fun that one I did. It is different because I know that a lot of dancers do do the comp world and it can get so consuming and mm-hmm. you think it's the be all and end all when you're younger. But yeah, no, solo comp wasn't really for me. No, that's fun. I love hearing that you were able to be successful and you're an amazing dancer without having to go down that pathway. Thank you. Can you remember what that solo was? I can. It was a lyrical solo when it was to a Lana Del Rey song, really emotional. And yes, I did do one of like those on the face reaches like Maddie Ziegler. And it was at like a la la, like dance extravaganza, a little comp in Ingleburn. So yeah. We've done a few of those. Yeah, they're the best comps. I love them. (laughs) At what age did you think I really want to make a career out of dancing? I never really had like a defining moment when I was younger of like this is going to be my career I always thought I was going to be like a horse trainer or a mermaid (laughs) it never really crossed my mind I think if there was like a moment where I'm thinking this is my career it would probably be now that I'm becoming an adult and thinking about money only now I'm thinking all right this is my career path did you complete school at a regular high school or did you attend a performing arts school I went to Newtown high school of performing arts that school was 
the best years of my life. It was such a good school, so inclusive, and the dance training was I've, – I've learned a lot from that school, so, yeah. So did you enjoy going there? You recommend Newtown? Yes, absolutely. How old are you, Charlie? I'm 11. Oh, Newtown. It's where it's like – it's so good. You get your dance training, but it's also not, like, super intense. You still get, like, normal school, and the people there are just – so versatile it's so great you have appeared in a lot of paris cab tutorials and have done a lot of work with her when did that connection first begin Alrighty. so six years ago i moved to brent street and i had her on my monday lyrical classes i was a bit shy when i first went to brent street and like kept up the back but i remember the first class that she ever picked me out solo was i think it's on my instagram it was save myself like by Ed Sheeran and yeah that was the first class where she was like oh hi Lily <laughs> but I actually have a funny story as well I was in year six I think and I was at the airport dropping my sister off and Michael Domeski was there and he was with Paris but I didn't really know who Paris was at the time and I went over to ask for a photo with Michael and she was standing there like oh here we go he's a another person asking for a photo and she was like leaning up against the table and I didn't really know who she was but I think it's funny to look back at that and look at us now like such a small world and we both wouldn't have expected to be friends but here we are. (laughs) What do you enjoy about working with Paris? Whenever people ask me these questions about Paris I literally go speechless because she is as insane as like everyone thinks she is. She's incredible. Working so closely with Paris I always tell myself will be the best gig that I ever get. Be, just being in a room with her, like in trackies and just a jumper, just creating something to a song is the best thing I'll ever do. It's the most fulfilling. She's so creative and very passionate. And I feel honored to be in a room with her creating and watching her create and seeing the amazing things that she comes up with. Like I'll even message her like, hey, I miss watching you create or like I miss creating with you and literally two days later we'll be in a studio creating. She's just so passionate and so nurturing so I'm really grateful to have her as that mental figure in my life. You appeared on Guy Sebastian's Love on Display and choir film clips. Did you enjoy that experience? Those jobs were epic. The cast was huge in both of those jobs and it was so fun with everyone there. And Alex Vidinsky is the best. She is so nurturing to everyone that she works with and very gentle like even Guy Sebastian's also nice too and he would have like a bit of trouble but she was always there to help him and never frowned once never got stressed Alex is the best do you have very long to work on that you get brought in do you have many hours of rehearsal or is it pretty quick pretty pretty quick I think both of those jobs were only two days of rehearsals I think maybe like two hours each day so super quick but Alex gets it done. So like four hours of rehearsal and then you're on ready to film it how long does the filming process take for a three and a half minute clip? The filming process takes a bit longer it takes maybe like all day the love on display music video was seven in the morning to like almost seven at night so like 12 hours it was pretty long. You just completed your full-time training at Brent Street Why did you choose Brent Street to do your full-time training? I mean, who wouldn't? I think Brent Street is Australia's leading full-time course. I definitely think Brent Street lives up to the praise that it does get. I also went there for five years before, 
So I felt like it was right to continue that high quality training and also continue on with those relationships that I've formed with Cassie, Paris, Lucas, etc. Run us through what the Brent Street full-time course is like. What do you do each day? Mm -hmm. So the performing arts full-time course is super consistent. The training's versatile and it helps you connect with literally the best of the best in Australia's dance industry. Every day what happens in each day is you get there at 9am, you do a ballet class, you do four classes a day, each is about like an hour and a half long. You get like a 45 minute lunch break, like a little recess in the morning and every day is different. All the four classes will be like a different style and there's also singing and acting which is super beneficial. But also in saying that, I would also say that full-time isn't for everyone and I'm not saying that like if you can't handle it then don't do it but I am saying that full-time and the, like the pathway of full-time is only for like a certain lot of people there's all different pathways you can take going on after high school with dance and yeah I don't think full-time is the be-all and end-all either but it is very good training to polish off your technique and everything. When you're doing that training, is there any academic classes associated with it as well? There is. It's kind of like PE. We do a um, health academic class with a physio and you do all these assignments too, but they're super easy. And if you're writing about what you love, then piece of cake. And can you sing at all? I can. I'm definitely an ensemble singer. Yeah. The singing training at Brent Street has definitely made me more confident and just definitely polished off my singing technique. But, yeah, next year I'm definitely looking to get a private singing coach and really articulate and tweak a few things in my voice because I would like to be more confident with my singing. But, yeah. What credentials did you graduate from Brent Street with? A diploma in performing arts. So that covers the commercial world. It covers singing, acting, theatre and contemporary so I think it is a really beneficial course because it covers all genres. What was your first breakthrough performance as a working dancer? (laughs) My first breakthrough performance was my first professional dance show We Are Dance Project choreographed by Stephen Tanos. That process was insane. I was like 16 I think and I thought I was so old but really I looked back and I wasn't. I was surrounded by Lauren Seymour, Neil Whittaker, Alex Medinsky, Jackie Chambers, everyone in that cast was insane. But yeah. You were in this year's Dream Dance Company show, Icon. What was the audition process like for that? Oh, a blur. (laughs) I had a full day of full time before the audition. So I was like chaotic and nervous and oh my gosh. But the combo that we learned was one of my favourite combos from Paris. I think also that does come from it being the icon audition, like it held a special place in my heart. But it's funny because all the girls, besides Jackie, was in my audition at the end of the day. Paris was auditioning from like 9am and ours was at like 7pm. So it was a long day for her, but a lot of people auditioned, which was scary, but very exciting. So what does that audition involve? Did you start off with learning a combo? Did she cut people straight away or did you all get to do it through? Mm-hmm. So there were, from what she told me, there were all different groups that you allocated your time. And I don't think she had a break. There were like maybe like 15 time slots. And then during the audition, we'd go in, we'd warm up, learn a combo, 
And then, yeah, then I think she would discuss with Marco. And how many people would have been in your group that you were auditioning with? I would say 25, almost 30. A lot of people. What was it like being part of that show? I haven't been able to answer this question for how long has it been since Icon? Six, seven months? Wow. But I genuinely haven't been able to answer this question because I literally get, like, speechless because there are no words to describe the experience. But um, again, being around Paris, watching her try and push the boundaries creatively and her passion and experimental she wanted to be with props and her lighting and her costumes, not even just the movement, so inspiring and insane. And then even the cast of Icon, I feel no one else could have been in it. Paris made us feel all included into it. Every single person in that cast is also a dancer and an artist. So the whole experience was enhanced because everyone was super passionate about it as well. They've just announced that the show is going to be travelling. Are you part of that? Yes, I am. In 2022, Perth and Gold Coast. I'm very excited. And same thing, the cast is just no one has an ego. Everyone's uplifting each other. So it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited. What have been your career highlights so far? Oh, I would say... Oh, everything. I recently did a J-Town job at the Star. That was really fun. I think Icon and We Are would be my top two jobs that I've ever done and I think will be the best jobs I ever will do because jobs like that where it's open creatively and it's solely around the dancers, not about what's the audience going to see. Yeah, I think We Are and Icon would be the top two. Now, you're still so young, but what have been the biggest challenges that you've faced? Oh, some challenges that I have faced so far. I mean, not so much when I was younger, because when I was younger, I was just doing my own thing, but very much like this year and recently as I've become more woke, if you will, (laughs) I feel like I've found myself attaching dance so much to my identity because it's all I've done all my life. And I've let it consume me so much where I feel like I don't really know myself as a human without dance and yeah I thought about this all throughout this year and it made me emotional but now that I've realized it next year I want to try and separate the two I'm a human first but who loves dance rather than dance just being my personality trait I guess um another challenge is always the ego that voice in the head telling you you're not good enough or that I need to do this or achieve this by this moment like Yeah, the ego was a challenge. Um, And also another challenge that I still face that I keep needing to reminding myself is remaining true to myself and making sure I don't do anything for anyone else just for myself and my own fulfilment. Is it hard when you're trying to make a career and you are trying to make those connections with people to compromise who you are and what you believe in in order to try and make those connections and to get a job? Mm -hmm. absolutely I hear that I feel whenever I do connect with someone I always am wearing my heart on my sleeve whenever I meet someone and connect with someone if if I don't connect with that person then I won't connect with that person I always try and wear my heart on my sleeve whenever I interact with a choreographer or a fellow dancer because I feel if you're true to yourself and follow your heart as happy as that sounds I feel like you'll be more happy and more experiences will come to you that you'll enjoy rather than doing things for anyone else and what do you do in those moments when you question your ability I do step back and sometimes it is maybe my ego in the way or my own opinions that I've formed so I do step back and I think Lily are you just trying to be a pain (laughs) and sometimes I am so sometimes I 
push that aside and I become more grateful for what's being presented to me. But then if it's something that I'm not right with, then I will speak up about it straight up. (laughs) What are you working on at the moment with your dancing? I've spent this past year polishing my dancing, expanding my versatility and improving my technique. And while that has been so beneficial for my dancing, I really want to start working on my own creativity and my own style. I definitely have been working on it throughout this year, but I think next year is definitely finding me and my own style amongst it all. Who are your favourite choreographers to work with? Uh, I am very lucky with who I have worked with and not even just because of who they are and their name in the industry, just working with good-hearted people who actually care about you because I feel like there can be people that come along that treat you horribly. So I am very lucky to have worked with choreographers and dancers that are good people. A few of my favourites would be Paris, obviously, Stephen Tanos, Cassie Bartho. I love working with Matthew Goad. He's super creative and very nurturing. Matt Jensen, I've come across this year at Burn Street full-time and he's musical theatre and he is just so inspiring the way he becomes a character when he's performing. Insane. I also have worked with Jade Chenoweth. You might know, she's from LA. You might know her as Jade Bug on Instagram. She came over from LA and worked in Sydney and she was insane also a very good-hearted person who would be your dream choreographer to work with i don't know if it's sappy to say but paris cab is that amazing creatively and also that nurturing and guiding as a human that i want to work for her for the rest of my life <laughs> but a few others would probably be paris gobel would be uh, insane galen hooks from la sean lou from la i'd love to dance with him and connect with him because he seems insane chris martin and larkin poynton they were the first two characters that i ever started following on instagram and they're the best they're from europe i think but yeah they're insane those those characters would be my top who inspires you okay so who i just stated definitely inspires me the most creatively and also like their all their entrepreneurship inspires me as well but I do get most of my inspiration from the circle that's around me my friends my sisters definitely a lot from my teachers and I also draw on a lot of inspiration from my own inner thoughts and emotions I also get a lot of inspiration from photography film and fashion inspires me creatively and stylish where have you traveled with your dancing I haven't traveled that much in my life but in 2008 I traveled with my first dance school Sepsisardom to the west coast of America and yeah we did like a dance around the world tour thing and it was really fun but other than that I went to Melbourne once for an acro intensive and then soon I'll be traveling to Perth and Gold Coast for Icon oh and in January I'm traveling to Tasmania for Janina's dance workshop so that will be fun but yeah that's pretty much it If you could tell your 10-year-old self any piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, I have a couple quotes that I would say. One that I learnt this year at full time would be that no is only an opinion. So when someone says, no, you can't do that, that's their opinion. But if you think, yes, I can, you can do it. So that piece of advice changed my perspective completely this year. No is only an opinion. Um, another one would be is have the courage to be disliked 
if you're constantly trying to please everyone, that's not fun and you won't be fulfilled. So, yeah, I think having the courage to be disliked would be another one. But if I actually saw my 10-year-old self, I don't think I'd want to say much to influence myself because if I said something scary to my 10-year-old self, she'd probably get anxious and go, oh, my God, what? So I wouldn't want to say much. I'd probably just smile and cry and say, don't lose your inner child because I feel like it can get lost in society. But, yeah, I'd definitely say that. Keep your imagination. Keep it up. What are your goals and dreams for the future? I constantly write down my goals in my journal and very specific too but I think in general I think in general my goal would be do things that make you happy like I have specific goals like one day I'd love to have a dance show in an art museum like step up uh for the mob when they're like dancing in the museum oh that gets me every time I do have specific goals like that which would be epic But I think in general, it would genuinely just be do things that make me happy and fulfill me, make sure that I follow that path rather than doing things that I think I need to to step up. So at the moment now, are you planning on staying in Australia and auditioning or do you have plans to go over to LA? What are your goals right now with your dancing? My goals right now, my short-term goals would be definitely separating my human me to my dance me, developing my creative style and getting it out there more and just put it out into the universe and draw more attention. I think I definitely have a goal of going to LA and training there and connecting there and Europe. I'd love to go to Europe. Yeah, I definitely have goals of going overseas not anytime soon because COVID scares me (laughs) so I want to establish myself in Sydney more definitely taking any audition I can get I'm still learning um just because I finished full-time and have done a few things doesn't mean I'm done I definitely am still kid learning and are you keen to do more choreography is that one of your passions yes it's very much a passion of mine I feel like I haven't been able to dive into it much this year because I've been so busy working on my training my dance training but yeah choreography is something that runs through my blood if you will Where can people follow your story or get in contact with you? I am most active on Instagram. That's at LilyJ with three underscores after. Or then you can also check in on my website, www.lilyj.com. I made that in lockdown and my sister helped me with that, which was really cool. But yeah. Well, Lily, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. I want to do it again. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Dance Matters Podcast. Make sure you head to Crystallize Costumes for all your costume needs. They make the most incredible costumes. And check out Adrenaline Dance Competition for well-run dance comps. They have a range of comps happening all year. And don't forget, you can find all previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you, so make sure you get in contact with us through our website or DM us on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. We would love if you get the chance to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Remember to listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.